Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage. There's a fascinating two-part exhibition going on in Hong Kong currently, with one section, the historic and traditional part, taking place at the University Museum and Art Gallery at the University of Hong Kong, and the other at the Art Centre Oi in Oil Street. I recommend you go to both. King's Inscriptions Contemporary Interpretations is the creation of Dr. Sarah M, who gave me her time at both exhibitions. Sarah is an historian of visual arts and material culture, specialising in late imperial Chinese painting, calligraphy, and ink rubbings. King's Inscriptions Contemporary Interpretations is a collaboration of seven artists, including the Frog King, and at the most contemporary and youngest end. Harrison Cho, who makes his king's inscriptions go high tech. Sarah's exhibition begins with China's king, the first emperor over a united China, and his proclamation was carved into the side of a mountain. Sarah also talks about the two young boy emperors who escaped to Hong Kong at the end of the Song Dynasty. Their story is preserved on stone in a Kowloon Park, so she shows how their stone carvings preserved here. And how rubbings have been professionally taken of them by an elderly craftsman. So let's begin at the University Museum and Art Gallery at the University of Hong Kong. So in the old Fung Ping Shan Building, this part of King's Inscriptions Contemporary Interpretations is on until December the thirtieth. So please go over the next week. The more contemporary part in Oi in Oil Street is on until February the eighteenth. Here's Sarah.、Mm. Where you're standing is a monument, so it's very historic, and、uh, I think this is the best place to display the old work, especially like the ink rubbings and also some traditional Chinese calligraphy, and then put some more contemporary medium at an old street. Yes, I mean so two different venues display different kinds of works. So let's go back to the main theme. Yes, the king's inscriptions. So when people look at king's inscriptions, who are the kings? Yes, the kings I select three kings, more symbolic ones. So three kings. Yeah, three kings. And the first kings is the first emperor in Chinese history, and he is supposed the first king of a unified country. The first emperor, Qin Shi Huang, actually is the first emperor in unified China. Yes, so I chose one of his earliest work as well, which is the Mangyi Yisang inscriptions, and this one is also his first inscriptions on mountain. Yes, so what's the content about it? So it's more about his contribution to the country and to acknowledge himself. So he doesn't really just want to write down; it's not enough. So he assigned someone to cut it on stone and then、uh, stand in a very symbolic mountain, Mount Tai, in China. So this is ostensibly China's first emperor of a unified country. Yes, and and inscriptions are about his his contributions to acknowledge him. Yes, so it's two five nine to two one O B C E. So it's really long time ago. Qing Dynasty. This first emperor, Qin Shi Huang, he is the emperor of the first centralized monarchy in Chinese history. That's why it's so important. In Chinese history, many Chinese people they know about him. And which mountain was it inscribed、oh, on? In、uh, Mount Tai, so it's Tai Shan in Shandong. So for that mountain, is、uh, very famous in terms of their many inscriptions on mountain, the cliff rock. And they still are there. They're still there. If you go and visit there today, you still see see the the inscription, but not F inscription, not this one. This one has already been mostly destroyed, and then only some parts survive and move to another indoor area instead of 
on the mountain. Thank you for that. Going in a bit more deeply there, because it, for me, it's it, I'm, I'm kind of new to this. So, but can you tell me about the overall concept of the exhibition? Yes. So the concept of the exhibition is I have chosen three kings. So the most symbolic and also very important kings in history, and that is the Qin Shi Huang Emperor, the first emperor in Chinese history, and also has chosen one of his first engraved inscriptions, which is Mang Yi, to display or to be the the subject of these exhibitions. And the second one I have chosen is more related to Hong Kong which is the Song Wang Tai rock inscriptions. So Song Wang Tai literally means the the Song Dynasty Pavilion or the Song Dynasty Terrace, yes. So what is it about? Is It's actually a record remembering the Southern Song last two kings. Who came here? Yes, you're right. People thought that these two last kings of the Southern Song. Because they were boys, weren't they? Or they, they, were, they, they, they were very young, one, yeah. five, one, seven years yeah. old. They, they were kids, but they fled to Hong Kong at that time because it's the end of the dynasty. And then they stay in Hong Kong temporarily for like roughly a month to two months on the sacred mountain in Kowloon City at that time. So for such an important people that came to visit Hong Kong, the villager later found that it's important and then they cut the three characters Song Wong Toy, which means the Song King terrorist, yes, on stone to remember this important things in happened in Hong Kong. So where can I find that? Yes, if you know the MTR station, there's a Song Wong Toy, MTR station. At that MTR station actually when you go outside there's a small park, Song Wong Toy. Garden, yes. So the rocks actually are there, but that rocks are not the same size as the original one because suppose this rock was on the sacred mountain in Kowloon City before, due to the uh, development of the old Kaitak Airport, the entire mountain was actually removed. So this is the second king because yeah. it's more related to the Hong Kong history. So the last one, the last king is King of Kowloon. Of I, course. Oh, very good. <laughs> I don't know uh, how many young people know oh, that yes. because many young generation, they, they may not know him. Mm. But for those that... I'm not I, so young. <laughs> me too. I'm not that young. So for King of Kowloon, he was very famous yes. in a way that everyone, almost everyone in my age, they have seen him him in Hong Kong on the street yes. writing something on the street actually is declare his identity yes so this is more about collective memory I won't say it's a real history what I mean history is about his identity his royal identity is it real or not of course it's not real so that's why I said kings so link the three together I have invited seven artists so seven in all but seven have operated here at Fengping San and yeah, then six. also six of those are at uh, Oil Street as well so for here the seven artists the reason why I have chosen these seven artists is because of their their different background and identity for example here when you see the, the contemporary rocks they are not restricted to ink on paper which is the more traditional medium instead they are also like installation video photograph and some even with community engagement project. So I really want to try to invite artists to use their preferred way, medium, to respond to this idea or the topic. So the, the title of the exhibition is King's Inscriptions Contemporary Interpretations. But what's the point of, of these three kings? It's more about the function 
or the purpose of using the text, written text, engraved text, and their ink rubbings. Yes, many of the artists here they are related to Hong Kong, but some of them they have been emigrate or may move to other countries for decades and decades. So they are Chinese kind of, but they have been living in the States for for three decades, or some living in Europe also for three decades. And then I invite them to to participate in these exhibitions. So through their works, they also want to declare or want to let others know their identity through their works. Yeah. I'm talking with Dr. Sarah Ng, curator of the University Museum and Art Gallery here at the University of Hong Kong. And by the way, the University Museum and Art Gallery is celebrating its 70th birthday or its 70th anniversary this year. And uh, we're looking at the exhibition, King's Inscriptions, Contemporary Interpretations. So it's this idea of recording history and constructing self-identity in text, going right back to China's first emperor, calligraphic inscriptions and ink rubbings and we're also going to be looking at contemporary artists who are taking on to uh, also mixed mediums and uh, using even video in order to get that concept across so it's, it's very interesting there are some old exhibits old works and then there are also contemporary mm. juxtaposed with each other and what we are now seeing in front of us are the king's inscriptions <laughs> yes they are they are in rubbings, yes. So, for example, the one that's standing in front of us, this is also from the Qing dynasty. So this is all about the first emperor? Yes, this is all about the first emperor. And, and then the one that in front of us, you can see, this is in an album format. And within this album, there are more than one Qing Si Huang's inscriptions. And what we are now seeing is the ones, the inscriptions on Mang Yi. Yes, the first inscriptions about his contributions to the country. So what are we looking at here? So for this one is the one that Song Wong Tai I mentioned. So for this Song Wong... Oh, this is Kowloon. Yes, this is in Kowloon City or Song Wong Tai Station. Yes, for this one, the day when we took the ink rubbings, it was very windy. So we've got a whole video of the craftsman. What was his name? Oh, Wang Zhukui. He originally worked at the Art Museum of the Chinese University of Hong ah. Kong for, for like uh, decades and decades. And then he has retired and then he's now living in the UK. So uh, he just visited Hong Kong and then I'm glad that uh, he accepted the invitations to help taking this these rubbings because he thinks it's very meaningful to make the first rubbings from this engraved work. We also through this taking the video of this people know how to take rubbings. It's incredible. Yes, and also not to damage the rock while we're doing it. It won't. It definitely it won't. It helps because we have to clean the rocks. You see the the the, the dirt yes. <laughs> on top of it. So the the area that we have rubbed it actually is cleaner and in better conditions after we <laughs> clean them. Yes. But I'm lo- uh, loving this uh, here at the Fengping Sound Gallery. You can watch uh, a whole video of Wang Zhuai taking this rubbing there in Kowloon. Amazing work. Sarah, um, thank you very much. You've been educating me and showing me some of the older texts that, that we have here. We're now moving on to the more contemporary items that you've got. So for the contemporary artists, I mean, they have their own way to use written texts or like ink rubbings. For example, the work that's in front of us is created by Professor Lei Yunwen. So for him, he was the former chair and department head of the fine art department of Chinese University of Hong Kong, teaching calligraphy for decades and decades again. Yeah. So many Hong Kong calligraphers, they're actually trained or actually uh, being educated by him. 
<laughs> including me. So for for this one, uh, yes, uh, they they are motos. So the the the, the motos on the left is uh, the motos of Hong Kong U, and the, the one on the right is the motos of CUHK Chinese University of Hong Kong, because he graduated at Hong Kong U 60 years ago, and then he also graduated in CUHK like 50 years ago. Yes. So for him, this university closely related to himself. He want to use text or collectively in particular to tell about his uh, relationship between he and the university. That's why he used the motos of the two universities. Yes. And he also used different script style. So the one on the left-hand side is uh, written in clerical script and the one on the right-hand side is written in sales script. So the sales script is more rounded and also they are, they are with even thickness. It responds to the script style that the first emperor, the Mang Ji, yes, the inscriptions on Mang Ji by, uh, uh, related to Qin Shi Huang. Now I recognize this. Yes, uh, now in front of us is the written text by kings of Kowloon. So this written text differs from what we, we have in our mind because probably we see his work more on the street or yes. on the wall, under the bleach, usually using ink. But now what you see here is a marker on paper. So this was not on the public space, instead it's on the paper because it was, the, it was written in a time when he has already lived in elderly home. Yes, and then he keep writing about uh, the same things on, on paper. So what is that about? So I don't know how many people have really paid attention and read the details of what he has written, but it's more about himself, his royal blood identity. Yes, he, he thinks that he was the descendant of, of an emperor, and that's why he, has, he is royal blooded. And then he has the ownership of Kowloon Peninsula. Yes, and the, the place that he chose to write text on is also located within Kowloon Peninsula. The content is about he was the, the seventh generation and then also tells others about his wife and then uh, his relationship between with other countries. So his will is really bad. So he talks about Vietnam, he also talks about England, he talks about America. Yes, he also talked about Holland. And so, did he go to any of these places? I don't think so. That's because he has been, he has started writing, writing this on the street since the 1950s till he mm. died. He was very poor, suppose. I mean, because we all recognize these. We would have seen these at the time. Many of us remember seeing him on the streets. Deng Zhou Choi, King of Kowloon. So he was, uh, he was, uh, as you say, already starting in the 1950s with his Chinese graffiti, often to be painted over by the local urban council or whoever was around at the time, but now, now is prized by auctioneers. But so he saw it as claiming ownership of the land of Kowloon as his family's uh, property. So when he was on the street, I mean, you're saying this is what he wrote on paper later. I mean, I think that's wonderful that we've got what he was writing in the elderly home yes. and it's all been preserved. Yes. Um, so have we got a good, I mean, throughout Hong Kong, is there a pretty good collection of the King of Kowloon's work, despite the fact that a lot of the urban stuff got painted over? For this work here in front of us, one is uh, a donation by the King of Kowloon Culture and Arts Foundation. I think, uh, I mean, I'd love it if, if the King of Kowloon was out there in the community, on the street. So for me, if it can still stay in the public domain as much as possible. They are, they are. Because I also went to Pin Street in Taiji, Pins Edward. Yes, under the bridge. Yes, recently 
rediscover. Yes, oh, there's so a King of Kowloon. Yeah, I took many pictures yeah. there, and then you can s- still see the, Ooh, the 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 in situ. Yeah, in situ. Yes, yeah. you're right. And then quite a large area, and then uh, some of the photos are now uh, in Oil Street. Now, is the one in Prince Edward still to be seen there? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I can see you that can one. You can go well. and make a visit as well. Yeah. So now, in front of us is a frogging. Another king. Oh yes, the Frog King. Yeah, Frog King is very famous. Uh, yes. uh, Hong Kong, Hong Kong artist, and then he's a humorous and also a very important artist. Yes, representing Hong Kong. The the time when I invite him to participate in these exhibitions, he said, "Oh, let me be the successor of the King of Kowloon as the Chinese graffiti <laughs> yeah, artist." Yes. So because he he just make jokes and then think that ah. King of Kowloon uh, is the founder of Chinese graffiti in Hong Kong. Then I will be his successor. Yes, he, because he also uh, write graffiti on the str- on the street, but invited instead of yes, uh, randomly written on the street. So here you also see that many of the ele- this installation made up of written text and also some framed works, or there's also some printed. Old rubbings. So it's not the ink rubbings, but the the pictures of the old rubbings, including the strong inscription on st- stone drums, uh, very famous important works in the Qing Dynasty as well. But when you write, when you read the text itself, it's very unique. It's not any traditional script style. He said it's his frog style. <laughs> yes, and uh, he also put his frog king in Chinese in the middle and on the top. Of the painting, yes. yes. Well, you've got also two mannequins here. Yes, two mannequins. Yeah. He especially made it later. He wanted to make it more fun, not yes. just uh, on the on the square paper. So all the all of his uh, frog calligraphy is uh, frog calligraphy against or juxtaposed with the traditional rubbings. I mean, traditional calligraphy in different style and form. And he's still very active. He is very active, and he here he also include not only Han characters, Chinese characters, but he also includes some English characters. In his world, is not limited to this 2D but 3D installation, and also the universe. He want to say from the local communities to nation, and even across the universe to other dimensions. So he thinks that the king's reputation transcends all boundaries, defying the constraint of the Asian world to symbolize the king's endless fantasies of power and status. Yes. When we look at it, it's quite an amazing piece because it's also quite beautiful art. Yes. But it's also, as you say, his own. Uh, style, his own style. But what's he actually saying? The content is uh, telling others his name, Frog King. Oh, yes. Okay. So uh, uh, together with other kings, for example, together with the Han Dynasty king, the Song Dynasty king, the Qing Dynasty king, including the the two small kings, yes, Song Wang. He just played around that, putting himself as one of the kings in history. I love the mix here as well, yeah. you know, because you've got all different styles that he's using there. Yes, he also put the stem on it. You see the the, the yes. red, the red seal. Yeah. I love those seals. Yes. yes, and he also loved to put his frog yeah. mark. Yes, everywhere in red. This one is made by Emma Guan. Emma Guan is uh, now living in the UK, 
and uh, she was born in Hong Kong, but she has moved to UK for for over three decades. Yes, I especially invite her to to join this exhibition is because at Oil Street, she does an community engagement project, so invites the audience to do more. But here in UMAC, uh, she used a traditional medium, but still from her mind, she uh, she was inspired by the traditional ink on paper. Instead of using ink on paper, she she couldn't even uh, write Chinese character properly. She she doesn't know, so she tried very hard to write "我爱你." I love you, literally means yes here. So she wants to 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 say that I love Hong Kong. "Lei" here means Hong Kong. So the one on the there are three "I love you" here. The first one, first "I love you" is uh, to to tell Hong Kong that I love Hong Kong uh, in the past. Yes, and I love Hong Kong during the colonial period. You say so that's why because it's under British rule that she say I love you. Oh. Yes, in English. Yes, and then she when uh, the sovereignty back to China, then she still love Hong Kong. So she, but she used Chinese character again. Ong This work is done by Harrison Chow, Chou Chat Yin. So he's a very very young artist. Yes, he just graduated like two years. And uh, he's now teaching at the Chinese University of Hong Kong, teaching calligraphy. Yes, so you can say it's the younger generation. So for for his work, uh, this looks like a traditional one, and he has also chosen album format, so another kind of format, traditional Chinese art, which usually used. Um, and then the content of this work are created by him himself, rather than using a masterpiece in the past. It's not an imitation of the past. Instead, the poem that uh, written by him is about his feeling of Hong Kong. So he he liked the old things about Hong Kong. He he found that uh, Hong Kong people always like to 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 treasure some things only until it's going to disappear. Yes. So, for example, when that restaurant is going to shut down or has to close because of any reason, then people will will, will flood to that restaurant and then queue, have a long queue waiting, just want to try and to miss it and treasure it. He found that it's too late. Why not just do it now? Yes. So he write this poem to express his uh, his love about uh, Hong Kong. My thanks to Dr. Sarah Ng, curator of King's Inscriptions Contemporary Interpretations. Sarah and I also went to Oi at Oil Street. That part of the exhibition is on until February the 18th. This is Harrison Cho, who Sarah's just been describing. He's the youngest artist in the exhibition, and for me, has one of the most fascinating art pieces. It took me a moment for my brain to process what I was looking at with his artwork at Oi, an actual QR code made out of 500 seals, what I would also call a chop each meticulously carved with a Cantonese slang term. Each seal or chop was scanned and turned into a regular QR code. How clever is that? So for me, I'll say I want to make my Chinese art more local or easy to let the, all the people can read or to understand. So I am going to make my artwork here at Oil. Looks like not a traditional Chinese artwork. So here I will use silk carving as the media. And for the artwork, I used uh, around 500 stones to make my passage, which is talking about the uh, old Hong Kong. Because recently there are so many old 
building or restaurants or even some very traditional Chinese culture things that was removed by different reasons, and I'm quite sad about that. And I want to let the all the audience know, realize that problem, and. Don't waste any time. We need to discover our Hong Kong. Don't make us regrets. So I wrote a passage because I think Chinese art, especially Chinese calligraphy and soul carving, which is representing ourselves, we need to express ourselves through our artwork. For the artwork, how to display my artwork is another problem because <laughs> I don't want to make the artwork very cliche or very old style.、Yeah. Because in oil, Sarah told me there are so many different cultures or different、uh, status people will visit here, and I want to let all the people will oh they, to find this artwork is quite interesting. So throughout the three years pandemic, we all used the QR code to scan. QR, yes, yes to scan the restaurant. I don't think I don't think before the pandemic I knew what a QR code was. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I want to use very familiar image to let the audience to know the interesting part about this. Chinese art. What I was curious about when I'm looking at all of these, so there are these little seals、yes. that you can buy. You know, when I've been in Stanley Market or when I、uh, go、uh, particularly down Pedder Street, and there'll be these stalls that sell them.、Yes. And it's the chop, isn't it? Yes, you know. Yes, yes. Now, with your chops there, because you've created this、uh, Cantonese slang. Yeah. So, did you have to carve those? Yes, I carved, carved all of these. And I also made the rubbings, the, the、yes. black one, because we can't scan the seals. And、so when you carve them, I mean, are you using something electric or are you use the sills knives, traditional sills knives? Because、wow. yes, I quite、so、hard you, time. Yes, that <laughs> is a really kudos to you because yeah. So what I'm looking at there with the, this QR code, as I say, how many have you got? Would you say approximately there? Approximately five hundred. Five hundred little. So they're like these little chops that you would have for your names or your business that you, you recognise in Hong Kong.、Yes. You've actually used. The old form of these carving knives, these seal knives,、yes. in order to inscribe each one. So, wow! Is that? I mean, is the what? What are these chops made of? Made of the stones. It's <laughs> actually <laughs> some. So,、stone. did you have to practice for a long time, or did yeah, you get very strong hands? <laughs> Because Asian people use the stone, but I just made it in a very little one that matches with the pure coat the size. So, is it quite soft stone in order to inscribe?、Oh, yes, yes. Around approximately. Two point five for I forgot the unit because diamonds is nine. Oh, okay. For the the stones are two two point five as possible. So it's it's quite easy to. Yes, yes, yes. All the students can make it. So what were the we were talking about some of the Cantonese slang?、Yes. I mean, don't give me any rude ones because it's going on the radio. <laughs> what other words are there? Because I will say、um, in Chinese culture there are so many. People working on Chinese art, I will think about myself how to express my identity in my artwork. I don't want to make my artwork like Chinese people mainland or Taiwan. How to let the audience know my culture and my identity? So I use the Cantonese slangs、Absolutely. like "ge," "hai," "le." Different Chinese、uh, Mandarin don't have the slangs, so I want to express myself in my artwork. Because I felt it was so interesting looking at your piece, because you really manifest.
what this whole exhibition is about because you know you've got king's inscriptions so you're using these old techniques and the you know these old style chops and yet you're creating it through this honk feeling of hong kong identity if i've understood it correctly and then into a qr code it's just so it's really taking it right through the ages <laughs> so at first uh, sarah told me the theme of the Uh, curation or this exhibition, I think, oh, this really matched with my previous artwork approach. Harrison kindly came down from the New Territories to join me at the Art Centre Oi in Oil Street, which is jointly holding the King's Inscription Exhibition. So do go there in Oil Street and to University Museum and Art Gallery at the University of Hong Kong to see both parts of the exhibition. King's Inscriptions, Contemporary Interpretations. The University Museum and Art Gallery part is open until next Saturday, December the 30th. And the exhibition in Oi in Oil Street is open until February the 18th. A big thank you to Sarah M for giving me her time at both exhibitions. Happy Christmas. Thanks for listening. And join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage. <laughs>